the Making Sense of Life podcast number 60. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Hello and welcome again to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton, and Dr. Sunil Rahesha. Hi, great to be with you, Andrew, and we're on podcast number 60 now. Podcast number 60, exactly. And we are continuing our conversation about wisdom. Now, we have obviously done a podcast, podcast number one on wisdom, but this is this is like 58, 59 podcasts later. We're, we're, we're talking about wisdom again because you are writing a book, Sunil, aren't you? That's right. So I'm writing a book on this subject of wisdom and it's still, it's, we, we've, we've got the first draft out, so we're doing a developmental draft at the moment. And one of the things I've learnt in terms of part of wisdom is, is knowing yourself as well as <laughs> knowing how to handle life. And what I realised is I work best in relationships. So it, it's, I'm just coming clean here. Part of what I realise is that the more I can find avenues to talk about it, the better it helps me in writing the book. So that's my sort of the method in my madness, if you like. So this well. is a work in progress, but very much, very much a, it, it, it's it's not a, an idea. It's definitely happening. It's so. happening. And also... Uh, we're very, you know, again, I just want to say thank you for, for those who are listening, whether you're driving, whether you're in the bath or whatever you're doing. Uh, thank you for giving us your precious time to listen. Um, if you've got any questions or ideas about things you feel that we're talking about that you think need expanding or questions you want to ask about wisdom, please do, you know, uh, bring a comment. You can contact us through Um because I really want this book to be practically helpful and relevant mm. um, to to you out there really because we live in a world that is really struggling from a lack of wisdom excellent and so yes definitely send your questions when we put this podcast out uh, at, at the on the blog post that accompanies this podcast uh, dr snell will give you some more information about that and how to do that um snell i've i've been very fortunate to read the manuscript early manuscript of this book that you're writing and in the opening pages of your book, you say something that I think would be good to unpack, if that's all right. Yeah. And that's that um, wisdom comes not to the most fortunate or intelligent, but to those who, who are most determined to find it. You should hunger and thirst for wisdom above everything else and what that can mean for your life. Yes. And then you go on to say, my challenge to you is that you need first and foremost in your life is wisdom. I want to demonstrate to you why that is the case. That's a real, almost like a, rallying call that you you want people to really grasp what wisdom really is don't you Sunil? can you can you yes it, that, that's the main drive of your book isn't it yes really? because i think so much of life tells us the opposite so much of life seems to say to us i need a change of circumstances mm. you know if i had a better job if i was married if i was single if i had children if i didn't have children if i um, lived somewhere else if i had a bigger house 
so much is about the externals when actually even if you had those externals whatever they are you fill in you fill in in the gaps you fill in the blank Mm. if you aren't a person who's developed wisdom you'll find something else to wish you had Mm. or and i you know i'm again again and we need wisdom in that because i'm not saying you shouldn't be ambitious i'm not saying you shouldn't have big dreams and and plans for your life but i'm saying how can you live life in such a way that you can be content and thankful and grateful for what god has given you mm. and realize how much how much you're blessed and how how good god has been to you and if you're a disciple of christ how much he's done for you in christ and how mm. fact that you're completely accepted you know and how blessed you are and how much you have. But at the same time, how do you avoid those seeds of discontentment, disenchantment, complaining, criticism, cynicism that we all struggle with, you know? Mm. And how, how do we actually live in wisdom? And, and I think the thing is, if you're not aware of that, if you're not aware of this battle mm. that's there, mm. it's easy to find yourself slipping in, in that, in, into that negative spiral. So... It's something you've got to be intentional about. You know, if you've got a garden, you're a gardener. Mm. You don't have to do anything for the weeds to grow. Mm. They come naturally. Yeah. In the same way, if I'm not intentional about my life and the reasons and values and the principles that I'm living by, mm. in, in other words, I'm living without wisdom, it's so much easier for me to end up in a destination that I never intended to get to. So you're saying a lot of it is about awareness, not not, not the primary thing is awareness, but being self-aware in a sense. Is it's an, an, it certainly an, starts self, with self-learning and, and, and yeah. I I, I, I once um, did did a course in mindfulness and, and some CBT as well and uh, cognitive behavioural therapy. And um, one of the things they talk about and, and they teach you is just noticing and being aware of. Of, of 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 your thoughts and your emotions that sort of thing so so wisdom in a sense part part of wisdom is 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 that awareness of, uh, yes. of where you are and what you're doing and what your purpose what your purpose is and what your what how intentionally you need to be and that sort of thing well that's right because so often we are very very reactive you know mm, something exactly you know at, we yeah. use phrases like he makes me so mad she makes me so mad well actually no you know because somebody says something horrible to you doesn't necessarily mean to say that you have to be horrible back. There is, you know, that using a sort of a physiology, physiology example, between stimulus and response, there is a space. Mm. Somebody does something that upsets you. You have a choice to think, what's the wisest thing to do here? How do I handle this? You know, mm. I always think back to a time I had an argument with my wife and I said something, and I forgot what the argument was, but <laughs> I said something which I shouldn't have said. And I always remember she gave a very wise answer. She said, she said back to me, she said, I could get really angry with you for saying that, but I'm not going to, and I'm going to choose not to. Mm. And I really felt put in my place. <laughs> so there we are. So, so the whole point is that you, you, when you're aware, then you can begin to start doing different things. Mm. So I was giving that example, you know, of, of being in an argument, and Sally, my wife, showed wisdom in that place, whereby mm. she was able to stop and think, okay, Sunil said something that was very whatever it was, hurtful or, and not mm. very kind. Mm. Um, but I can choose to be hurt by that or I can choose to take the higher ground. Now, you've got to have awareness to do that. If you don't have awareness, if you haven't got... Mm. And in, in, in a sense, I think that's one of the things mindfulness has, ha, has challenged people to think about is the fact you've got to have space to stop and think. Where I sort of part... Why I think as a disciple of Christ where we part ways with, with mindfulness is that what do you fill your mind with? Mm. And ultimately, as a disciple of Christ, I want to fill my mind with the goodness of God and the, and the truth of God. 
And I want that goodness and truth to be what guides me, not just my own bright ideas. Because the problem with my bright ideas, some, some of them are bright and some of them are not so bright at times. <laughs> and some of them get, get, can, can, get, can, can be completely off, off the rails. I, think, I heard someone say one, I think it was Tim Keller, I think, who said that um, looking back on his decisions, I don't, I don't know where he got this from, but about 60% of them were, were good, but the other 40% weren't very good either. Mm-hmm. So we need wisdom. And, and this, is, this is another interesting thing about wisdom is that sometimes we need to check with other people that accountability as well as national yes and, and living living not just make not just living in a bubble ourselves but in terms of yes yeah, so, so, so yeah so one of the stereotypes of wisdom is is, is as we said i think in, in the last podcast yeah is this you know this gandalf kind of guy with with his beard uh, taking ages to come up with the yes, right decision and that's right or, or, or again after the names we've forgotten the guy in star yoda. wars yoda in star wars as well who, who again have this 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 sereneness about them but actually I think part of wisdom is realizing I don't have the answers and I need to know the places or the people or the community that I, I can seek wisdom together with. Mm-hmm. Can we just, for, for clarity's sake, yes. Sino, can we just define wisdom yes. as opposed to intelligence and emotional intelligence and, 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 and answer things like, is wisdom the opposite of foolishness? Can you just give us a, yes, a okay. bit, bit of an overview of, of where we're at with wisdom? Today? Yes, that's, that's, a, that's a great question, Andrew. I think one of the best definitions I've come across is... Um, Wisdom is is clarity or capability in the complexities of life where the rules don't help. Okay. So should I take on this job or should I not take on this job? Should I speak now or should I remain quiet? These kind of questions where there is no clear answer. There are principles, okay, but, but there's no textbook mm. that will say to you um, on Monday at three o'clock you should be doing this. Yeah. Okay. Your boss, you know, if you've got to be doing something, maybe, but but there's no textbook that tells you that. And fascinatingly, you know, I think it's Proverbs chapter 26, verses four and five. Um, it encapsulates it really well because it says, answer a fool according to his folly or he'll be wise in his own eyes. And the very next proverb says, don't answer a fool according to his folly or you'll become like him. <laughs> now, what they're saying, two proverbs back to back. One is saying if somebody says something foolish, you need to stand up and tell them what they're saying is foolish. And the very next one says, if somebody says something is foolish, you should re- you should be quiet because if you if you say if you start to, if you start to to talk to to, to challenge them, mm. then you'll become as foolish as, as as they are. Yeah. So, so but you need wisdom. So it's that's not saying that that somehow the Old Testament, the Bible is 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 um is uh, as it were confused. Mm. It's it's nuanced. It's saying that sometimes. Mm. It's the right thing to speak up, and sometimes it's the right thing not to speak up. But you need wisdom to tell the difference. Mm. Like that. Okay, so do you want to just give us because this this book? Um, sorry, I've read which the still in, which is in draft form. Which yeah. is draft form. Just yeah. draft form. Um, and by saying this, I'm, I'm sort of sticking my neck out of line <laughs> because now people are going to get say to me, "How's the book going? Where's it going?" And and if I haven't got it done, then I'm going to feel terribly guilty as well. <laughs> do you want to give our listeners a, a bit of an overview of what, yes. what, what the structure? is of the book and, and, and how, how it's coming together. Yeah. So what we what we the first part is, in a sense, is creating a case for why wisdom is important and should matter to the reader. Mm. Um, I dedicate the book to the memory of, of Abhishek Banerjee Bunty, who died uh, in 2014. And we talked about that in podcast 59 and the circumstances of, of his death at 32 and how that mm. really sort of deeply affected me and there's you know I, I'm, a, I'm a different person to to who I was before then um, but what it really challenged me was the importance 
of living a life of wisdom. So I want to create the first part is why wisdom is important, why it should matter. And one of the big reasons it should matter is because we live in, in, in a world of deceptions. You know, we, we talk about fake news, but mm. so often things are not what they appear to be. And mm. so often there are things that are are not what they're cracked up to be. And that in the term can lead to discouragement, can lead to disappointment. We're in a world that's so distracting. We're always, there's always something else we could be doing. We find ourselves going in. Generation of distraction. Yeah, yeah. so deception, distraction, discouragement, deep disappointments and regrets. And we've all been there, you know. I mean, (laughs) I'm in my 50s now. And, you know, when you're 20, in your 20s or 30s, you have these dreams. And as you get older, you begin to realise that, things you'd hope to do you've not been able to do you're disappointed by yourself you're disappointed by other people and it's so easy you know and saying this is getting it's so easy to fall into the trap of cynicism mm. and um being you know Quite negative hard, negative about life and about hard-hearted, people and yeah. hard-hearted as well yeah, yeah. so how can i live a, a, a life of significance meaning fulfillment um and where do i go for the answers because you know and we talk about this you know we've got so much information everywhere and how do I do I filter through that? And, and we live in a world that's changing so much, you know. How do we define what is right or wrong? You know, if you look at our media and our culture, it's going all sorts of directions. Mm. Um, things that appear to be, you know, fairly clear cut, you know, for example, that there's male and female. People are saying, well, no, there's not just male and female. There's a hundred mm. different genders. Mm. Well, that's just something, on, something that would I would have thought would have been painstakingly obvious. Mm. Well, it has been obvious for century if not millennia mm. and now we're even questioning the most basic fundamentals about life itself and it makes you feel insecure doesn't it and 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 to get over that insecurity um i don't mean like weakness insecurity but just that that sense of what is the truth where do we put our foundations yes um because that, so, many, so many of those foundations are being eroded exactly you know, things that people relied and trusted on we don't trust our institutions we don't trust our government we don't trust the politicians we don't mm. trust the media mm. If I'm just saying I'm just going to trust myself, mm. well, a lot of the time I make decisions that mm. that that, that, I, that, I, that I wish I hadn't made, mm. like that. So that's kind of the the first part of the book. Yeah, so, so that's right. So 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 I really want to to hammer in why wisdom is important, and yeah, that's why what, wisdom and yeah. why you need wisdom. And and again, if you haven't got you know, if, if you're even if that hasn't changed, you, well, what are the results? What are we struggling with in 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 our world because of a lack of wisdom? You know, we, you know, we make decisions that we regret. Some of them due to our own stupidity, to our own sinfulness, to our own foolishness. You know, and I like to say, you know, you regret that there's mild, there's mild regret, moderate regret, severe regret. You know, mm-hmm. you know there are really big things we do wrong, mm. and there are th- uh, silly mistakes. We, you know, we 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 talk rudely mm. to our wife or our children, which and we say, well, I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done that. But the point is. We all do that, um, mm. and we all have different levels of, of areas that we struggle with. Um, you know, I, I give the analogy. If you know, if, if you think about major surgery and minor surgery, mm. if you know, there's major surgery like having open heart surgery, and there's mm. minor surgery like having a, um, you know, a, a blood test, and mm. yeah, not, yeah. not not that it's surgery, but you know, but it's, yeah. it's but it, it, procedure. It, it, a procedure. Mm. The point being is, if it's happening to you, mm. it's all major. So mm. I, in my life, you know, I, I, I can hurt somebody by what I say, and that can really devastate me. Mm. Now, how do I handle that? How do I, in a sense, live with 
all that I've been given in a way that means that I don't live with regret, that I can live with, with joy and fulfillment. Because we live in a world where there is so much disappointment, there is so much cynicism, there's mm. so much negativity. And you don't have to look at the media, you don't have to look at what's going on around in the world, where there is so much of that. And even in, in our own lives, you know, and we've talked about this on, on, on podcasts about how do I deal with the stress, how do I mm. avoid burnout. Mm. Dis- how, disappointment. Disappointment. So I want to show, so the first part again just is to show why you need wisdom. Second is showing how we're not actually living in wisdom. Mm. How, Interesting, yeah. yeah. And then this question about what wisdom is and how wisdom ultimately comes from living in a relationship with God, but in a reverential relationship with a God who's committed to me and who can show me um, both the principles and the path and the power to what is actually a well-lived life. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean to say that everything will go the way I want. It doesn't mean to say there won't be disappointments and discouragements Mm. and failure Mm. and sorrow. But that ultimately, there is a way through this. Because yeah. we are struggling still, aren't we? With um, and you list this in your in your in your book about the we're struggling with our identity, with meaning, with purpose, direction, community, um, with finding joy, and and all these sort of things. And it, 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 it isn't an easy life, is it? Life, or rather, life isn't easy, is it? And that's why wisdom is so important. Yeah, life is. Life is complex and challenging. That's why we we call the podcast, you know, why we mm. say making sense of life in a challenging and complex world. And yet there are principles. So, ha- and I think the key thing as a disciple of Christ, God, you know, Jesus is our wisdom. But what does that mean and look like mm. in the day-to-day trenches of life when I've mm. got those challenges in front of me? How do I bring God into my decisions, into the way that I live? How do I, you talk about awareness, how can I be God aware in all the relationships and the things that I'm doing, how can that permeate everything I do? That's what that's what walking wisdom is really about. And and also part of it is getting out of yourself in a sense. So get getting that wisdom from God in a sense. Just getting out of yourself. My, yeah. my late grandma, uh, who died a couple of years ago, used to say, you know, you need to get out of yourself yes. a bit more. You need to get out yes. of yourself. You, need, you can't you can't be so insular. Yes. And I, I guess if we look for our answers always within ourselves, then we're we're, we're going to get. We're going to get stuck. We're going to go round in, round in circles. And I think a lot we? of problems arises because we have everybody is in a sense is their own little mini God mm. saying that they're deciding what is right and wrong. Mm. So I'll only do what is right for me. Mm. And unfortunately, our society and culture is saying if it feels right to you, just go ahead and do it. And mm. so long as you're not hurting anybody and it's between consenting adults, that's fine. No problem. Mm. The problem is that everybody's doing that. Mm. And I think walking in wisdom is realizing that as there are laws of physics as there are laws of nature as there are mm. laws of science mm. okay that there are principles and laws that govern the world and, and the universe yeah. so if i live a self-centered life it will have consequences mm. i may not see them immediately but there will be consequences and so much of of, of it seems to me a modern life is becoming more and more self-centered we're becoming more mm. and more inward looking you know somebody's put it in, in, in a lovely way when he says with one notable notable exception the world consists of other people mm, okay yeah. i'm not the center of the universe um, and part of growth in maturity is realizing that i'm not the center of the universe that there are other people and that i have to live life mindful of other people but also mindful of god you know you 
you know, you, you've got a lovely, uh, we're doing this podcast in, in your house, aren't we, Andrew? And you've got a lovely little boy, Evan, who's only 14 months, I think. At exactly, time, yeah. At the moment. And he's so cute and sweet. But what's interesting about him is he's so self-centered. And mm. I say, and as a 14-month-old, <laughs> self-centeredness in a 14-month-old is beautiful. It's really lovely. Mm. But self-centeredness in a 24-year-old or a 34-year-old is not beautiful at all. It's mm. actually quite ugly. Mm. And part of growth and maturity and growing in wisdom is growing out of that self-centeredness. Is it Stephen Covey who talks about uh, how we start off as being dependent yes. and then independent and then interdependent? Yes, yeah. and that's, a very, that's right. So, you know, a 14-month-old with your little boy Evan, he's, he's very dependent. He needs his mum and dad for everything. He's going to learn to be independent in terms of feeding himself, in terms of, you know, get, you know getting dressed and all those mm. things, which is, which is all well and good. The thing is, the next stage is the interdependence where we choose mm. to learn to rely and depend on each mm. other. Not out of a, out of a neediness, mm. but out of a sense that actually... It's wise. It's wise It's to wise. Do it's synergy. And we grow together. I mean, again, maybe this podcast is, is, is a perfect example of that, yeah. you know, is that this podcast could not happen, Andrew, without you. Okay? <laughs> oh, without you. you. <laughs> well, without me either, yeah. It's a t- you, you provide the technical side. You know, and then obviously I'm writing the book and talking about it as well. Mm. So I, I, this is a collaborative effort. And, and again, just to say, if you're listening, if you've got any questions or any ideas that you think will be particularly relevant or any interesting stories where you've learned about wisdom in your life, please do um, uh, contact us at drsinil.com and we'd, we'd love to see that. And I'm, I'm just going to uh, pick up another quote from your book as well, Sunil, which you say um, that G.K. Chesterton famously wrote to the Times newspaper oh. when they posed the question, what is wrong with the world? And his reply to the question uh, of what is wrong with the world was just two words. And those two words were, I am. Yes. I am is what's wrong with the world, he said. If, and if that resonates with you, then this book is for you. If it does not... Then you can stop reading now and safely put it away. You write. exactly, yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> when they say you're writing, but you've got to know who your audience is. Now, if if you're saying that the, the problem with your life is the economy, or that, or, or whoever's in power in government at the moment, or your boss, or or your family, then what you're doing is you're, the psychologists talk about this as an external locus of control. You're putting all the power outside of yourself, and what's comforting about that is that you then become the victim. Mm. And it's everybody else's fault. And unfortunately, we have so much in our world that's about being the victim and blaming other people. The problem is with this external locus of control is that is I can do nothing about it. Mm. And if I don't want to change, if I'm not intentional about my life, mm. then that's actually very comforting. But unfortunately, you won't change. You'll stay stuck in that position. And one of the tragedies of life is that although we can grow physically, we don't. it's not automatic that we will grow in wisdom or emotional, psychological and spiritual maturity. We can be stuck as babies. So it's definitely something you need to work at. But but being, being given a helping hand in a sense, a lift up. Out, yes. You know, sometimes even, you know, if someone got a hold of your book that you're writing when it comes out and, and was, was encouraged and that gave him a bit of a boost up. To yeah. Get, get... Well, that's what, yeah. And that's, that's, that's my prayer and hope for the book is that because we are struggling with a lack of wisdom around. Mm. And that's, that's, in a sense, and again, working as a psychiatrist, you know, and I, I've, you know, and I, I personally have struggled with depression myself. Mm, um, as I have as well, yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's seeing that a lot of that, and I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about my own personal experience mm. here, 
in hindsight, I see a lot of my depressive thinking, depression was really from wrong thinking, mm. the way that I, I looked at myself, the world, the way I looked at other people. And a change of thinking is, is what I needed. And, mm. and I'm, that, that's, you know, if, that, that, that would help those, those kind of people. We've got depression, we've got stress, we've got burnout, we've got, um, ultimately, you know, ultimately people commit suicide. Mm. And if you like, that's, you know, dare I say it, it becomes the ultimate form of self-centeredness because mm. my pain, the things I'm struggling with, I lose perspective uh, that there are other people out there and that my life actually matters. Mm. And again, one of the wonders of technology is you never quite know who's listening. And I, I just want to interlude at that, but is that if you are asking that question, what is my life about? And I think about, uh, you know, wanting to end it all is to remember that your life does matter and there are people who do care and love for you. Mm. And for you, for you to leave this world would actually devastate mm. other people, even if you don't feel like it. Because that's one of the big dangers is that when ideas and thoughts are just in our head, mm. it can seem as it can seem overwhelming. But just talking about it with mm. others, sharing it with others mm. is part of walking in wisdom. Uh, and just to say also, you know, when you say about suicide is, is, is one of the, the most... Uh, um, acute forms of self-centeredness it's not um it's that's not putting it, blame on it's not putting people, blame it's not no putting blame on people who are feeling suicidal or commit but it's suicide. saying it's, my experience my life it, it, it has no hope no meaning mm. i can see no point to go on mm. um obviously we use the word self-centered in, in a negative way people, but but it's but ultimately who else are you thinking about you're thinking about yourself mm. in the ultimate way and saying actually um this life cannot go on and i you know I, many many years ago i I almost reached that point myself. So mm. I, I, I can empathize with that kind of thinking. Mm. But saying, if, you know, looking ahead, if, if I could talk to, to, to that young man who was only, what, eight, 18 at that time, mm. uh, I'd say to him, you've got to get out of that self-centered thinking. Mm. Because that's what will rescue you. As my grandma used to say, you need to get out of yourself. You need to get out of yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Okay, so we're going to come back with another podcast to wrap up uh, talking about Sunil's book that he's writing and uh, we will see you then in podcast number 61. If you've enjoyed today's conversation you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com and could you do us a favour, head over to iTunes to rate the programme. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to? Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drsunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>